So you'll be aware that uh, by now that the bank Coots was recently under fire for closing the account of GB News presenter Nigel Farage because they didn't agree with his political views. And, as it turned out, this was by no means an isolated incident. Coots, like many businesses, are signed up to, to be regulated by environmental, social and governance principles. ESG, as it's known, is a set of, of standards that a company is ranked on, requiring companies to set net zero targets and promote social justice. Now, you may not have heard of something called B Corp, but over 1,400 UK companies are signed up to it, including Coots. B Corp accredits companies who meet their environmental and social justice criteria. You might have heard of equality, diversity and inclusion policies, but B Corp takes it a step further by adding a J for social justice at the beginning, Jedi principles. This week it's been reported that they are campaigning for something called the Better Business Act. This legislation would require companies to serve not their shareholders' interests, but a purpose, climate and social justice. The potential threat to our individual freedom has been compared to China's social credit system. As we move to an increasingly cashless society, does this pose a threat to freedom of speech and religion? I'm joined now by politics professor Eric Kaufman. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric. Can we begin with uh, an explanation from you? What exactly is ESG and B Corp? Because people might not have heard of it. Right. Well, what this essentially is, is a corporate kite marking organization, similar to if you've heard of Stonewall or Mermaids, um, and they get companies to sign up to a set of pledges, which are essentially a veiled form of cultural left politics. Once companies sign up to these pledges, they are then kind of bound uh, by these pledges. And so, for example, you could see because Coots Bank uh, was signed up to these pledges, they actually used in their rationale for debanking Farage, the B Corp membership. So what you can see is this sort of ratcheting effect where these kite marking organizations manage to twist the arms of major organizations to carry out their political agenda. And that's really what we're facing in, uh, with this ESG. I should say, by the way, that this is part of a broader pattern that we've seen in the US. We've seen here uh, of, of a kind of stealth campaign by the cultural left to, to sort of essentially infiltrate many organizations. So it starts with a very innocuous phase. It could be inclusion, could be affirmative action, which sounds good on the surface. Uh, but then what happens is once companies and organizations sign up to this, it leads to a process that winds up in radicalization and critical race theory and radical gender theory being pushed in diversity training uh, and, and people being taught to hate Britain as some kind of a racist country. All of this follows but you don't see it on the tin. On the tin, it just says something nice like people in the planet. Uh, once you get into the practicalities of it, it's, it's compelled speech. Oh, you don't have a view that aligns with our values. Sorry, you're going to have to be fired or we're going to silence you. So, yeah, it's definitely a threat to speech. Well, they, they want to, as part of these um, recommendations by B Corp, what they want to do is, firstly, to introduce some legislation on this. But they also, part of that is affirmative action. So hiring people according to certain quote, identity quotas. Is that not incompatible with equalities legislation? 
Um, well, I mean, it's it's an interpretation, a radical interpretation of equalities legislation, but it, it may not be incompatible. I mean, it is a violation of non-discrimination. But, I mean, this is really what I'm talking about is you start, I mean, affirmative action in America, for example, initially meant just taking action against uh, discrimination against black Americans. It eventually came to mean quotas, um, so that if you didn't have enough black people that mirrored the population, you were in somehow pursuing indirect discrimination. So you start with something innocuous, tackling discrimination, and then you move to indirect discrimination, which requires you to discriminate against white people or men or whatever it is. And that's what I mean is there is this sort of stealth element that once you sign up to something that doesn't sound so bad, you then give power to uh, administrative activists, which then will push the envelope, push the envelope. So for example, harassment, you know, we can all agree that overt harassment in the workplace isn't a good thing, but because this is sort of vaguely worded, it then comes to be the point to the point where if you criticize the Iranian supreme leader, that can be perceived as Islamophobic. And once you institute a duty, companies' incentives are to avoid lawsuits as much as possible, which means that even if it means silencing somebody's speech and criticizing the supreme leader, that's better than being sued and having to pay money. So all of these incentives push the woke agenda more and more in a creeping manner. And that's why they must be resisted. So full uh, props really to the FSU uh, who are doing, doing a great job in calling this out. And hopefully the government is really going to take a tough line because we haven't seen enough action uh, from the conservatives in just monitoring these stealth campaigns. Well, the Free Speech Union, they just released this briefing on the subject of B Corp and ESG. Um, and they said that one in 20 of their cases relates to EDI policies, the equality, diversity and inclusion policies. How much of a threat does this actually pose to freedom of speech, and particularly for those who might be making, say, innocent religious comments, or because of their religion, they take a particular position on the gender debate? How much of a threat is that going to pose to people's individual rights? How concerned should people be about this? They should be, they should be very concerned. Um, I've, I've done a number of studies, large-scale surveys, one in Britain, one in the U.S. We found that particularly people who are politically conservative, who go through diversity training, are significantly more afraid of losing their job, uh, losing out at work. Um, they are reticent about uh, criticizing a black coworker, for example. Uh, so what this does is it actually makes race relations more tense and self-conscious. Uh, it makes people more fearful um, of stepping out of line and then gets people walking on eggshells. I mean, that's a terrible way to run an organization. It's just lowering the human flourishing of our society. So yeah, um, a big, you know, it's a major threat to free speech. Not only that, you know, some of the concepts that are, they're totally pseudoscientific. Uh, they involve attacks on Britain, on white people, which are actually violations of the Equality Act. But of course, that um, until you get a court, someone going to court Thank on a you. reverse discrimination case. Thank you very much, Professor Eric.